Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, hey, thanks so much for joining me again. I am very excited about today's topic, but before I get to that, I have to say congratulations. We have made it through another school year. You know, we just never know what that's going to look like these days, do we not? So it feels like an accomplishment that we should celebrate because we have made it through another school year. That feels like a big deal. Yay us! Yay to our children. And actually, a lot of that is going to inspire what I want to talk to you about today. And that is how to love organizing. I know that that might not be your cup of tea or your cup of coffee, whatever is your preference. I'm a coffee drinker. I'll tell you, it is my cup of coffee. I love organizing so much so that I can't go to sleep at night if I've got a client that I'm going to be working with the next day, or if I've even got an area in my own home. Well, let's be real. If I've got an area that I'm planning to organize the next day in my own home, I probably am not going to be able to sleep because I'm actually in that area organizing it. If you do have something that you are that passionate about, let me just start by saying pursue that, go after that. Because if we can find something that really lights us up and then turn that into a job, it's actually not much work at all. You guys have heard that, right? So here's what I think. If there's something that you are needing to tackle, something that is going on in your head that you just feel like, I don't really love this thing. I don't really want to do it. 
Well, that's where a little, you know, mindset mastery comes into place. And I would really like today to talk about how I use three simple steps. As most of you know, if you've been around before, you know, I love doing things in three simple steps. Here are three simple steps to be able to love organizing, even if that is not your favorite thing, because we all have to get it done. There are just things in our lives that will run more smoothly if we are organized. I probably don't have to convince you too much of that because it really is just common knowledge. If we feel like a hot mess, stuff is out all over the place, we don't feel like things have a location in our home or our office or even places like our car, if we don't have spots for them and things are just kind of messy physically, it really can get into your head and you can kind of feel like a mess in your head as well. So it's super important to be organized. And if that's not necessarily your favorite thing, I want to share with you three things that you can focus on to possibly make that better. So here's what I'm going to start with, which is number one, stay positive. How often when we are not excited about something or we don't feel like doing something or it's not our favorite thing, do we start to let negative talk get in our heads? So I wanted to share a couple of examples with you that have come up recently as my kids were in school, but actually remembering back to something, a valuable lesson that my mom taught me when I was in school. And I have recently been sharing that with my daughter who's in school. So staying positive a lot of time has to do with that self-talk that you've got going on in your head, but also things that you might be saying out loud as well. So I'll never forget when I was in the seventh grade and I had a social studies teacher, Miss Maddox, who I was convinced did not like me, did not want me to succeed. <laughs> and I, I hadn't had teachers like that before. So I don't know why that really got into my head other than the fact that I wasn't doing so well in social studies. And for the first time, I was feeling like I was a student who wasn't doing a good job and I really was not fired up about going to school and I didn't enjoy the content in the class and I really wasn't a big fan of my teacher. Sorry, Miss Maddox, if you're listening out there, I'm sure you were a great teacher. Uh, here's the thing, though. I really had negative self-talk. So not only was I thinking these things in my head. But I was also starting to share them with my friends. I was coming home and telling my mom, I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job in that class because I just really hate it. I don't like it at all. I don't enjoy social studies. I really feel like the tests are hard. I'm not excited about studying. So here's what she said. She said, I would like for you to start saying every single day, I love social studies. And I was like, well, mom, that's a big fat lie. And <laughs> that's when she introduced me to staying positive by talking about things in maybe a different way than I felt about them, which, yeah, sure, could potentially sound like a lie. But the truth is what happens is you start to hear that positive talk enough that then it turns into your reality. So that's something that I have actually used for the rest of my life, because guess what happened? I saw that absolutely change. When I was in the seventh grade with Miss Maddox, I began to like her a little more. I started to do better on my social studies tests. I started to walk into that class, not dreading it. I started thinking what's something that I can learn here today. And maybe it would be interesting and enjoyable to learn about. 
So my mom really was onto something that not only worked for social studies, I did want to say I brought my C up to an A. I had always been a straight A student because I was such an overachiever and I would figure out any way possible to get that A because that was important to me. My parents didn't really even care. It was something that was really important to me. And I knew that a C on my report card was coming my way if I didn't do something to change it. And thankfully, my mom talked to me about that. And I started saying, I love social studies, even when I felt like I was a big fat liar, even when it felt like vinegar coming out of my mouth because I hated social studies. And there she was having me say that I love social studies. But I started saying it enough and it really changed my attitude. So how did this come up recently? Well, my daughter was beginning soccer for the first time. She had never played soccer before. Uh, She really honestly just wanted to be on the soccer team because her friends were doing it. And I remember her coming to me the very first day and she's like, oh, mom, it's so much fun. I love how we encourage each other. This is going to be awesome. And I was thrilled for her. I was so excited that she tried something new that she'd never tried before. And she seemed to really have a positive attitude about it. Well, then the game started happening and because she was very new at it and lots of her teammates had played quite a lot longer than she had, they were straight up better than she was. They had more practice. She was still learning. She was learning the position. She was learning what she needed to do. She was learning the strategy for um, being on the field where she needed to be and then also potentially scoring a goal. And she was really struggling in some areas with that because she was feeling like the other girls were better, that her coach didn't think that what she was doing was enough to keep her on. Like they would put her in for a little bit and then she would say, okay, take a break, Izzy. And she would come and she would sit down and then she would always put her back in. But she started to really resent the fact that she was not getting to be put out on the field as much. And she would say, mom, I feel like I would just start to hit my stride. I would just start to get into it. And then I would get pulled out and it would be another kid's turn. Well, obviously the coach wanted all the kids to get as much playing time as possible. And so it was partly that, but also, like I said, partly because this was new to her and it wasn't something that came supernaturally immediately. So I talked to her about what my mom shared with me and just started saying things like, I'm really good at soccer. I'm really good at soccer. So that way on those times when she would get pulled out, she would not tell herself like, I'm terrible at this. I'm getting taken out because I'm awful at it. No, it wasn't that at all. It was somebody else's turn to play. And then she could absolutely go back to her coach and say, what is it that I could do to get better? How should I practice at home so that when I get here, I feel like I can get more playing time and do better on the team. So immediately things started to shift for her. Even she was like, but I'm not, I'm not a good soccer player, mom. I haven't played it this long enough. And I'm like, just trust me. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, I love social studies. I love social studies. Um, And she did. She started saying that she started saying, I'm good at soccer. I'm good at soccer. And she started to get more playing time. And by the way, at the very end, of the season, which just happened recently, I'll have to tell you a little bit later in uh, this episode that I'm talking to you about right now. I'll have to tell you what happened because it ended up being super great. But that was a challenge for her. She tried to stay more positive and do that self-talk in her mind. And even I told her, I was like, don't complain to your friends. Don't complain to me and don't complain to your coach. Be positive about it. 
stay so positive that in fact, you'll go and talk to your coach about it and figure out how you can even be better and things will turn around. I promise. Just hang in there. Okay. So I'll tell you what happened at the end later. One other example of this I want to say is when ERBs, these were like those final big tests, the standardized testing that school does. When those came around, my Isabel was really freaked out about the math portion because she's like, mom, I feel like I can do all the other stuff, but I feel like I'm not very good at math sometimes. And I feel like these tests can be really hard. And she's like, half the time they ask you things that we haven't even learned yet, just to see if you're capable of doing them. And I'm like, well, first of all, take comfort in the fact that you don't even have to know the answers to that. If you haven't been taught it before, nobody expects you to know it. A lot of times they'll just put it in as a standardized test just to see where you stand. So don't worry about that. And let's go back to what you did in soccer, which was the same that I did with social studies. I want you to say, I'm really good at math. I'm really good at math. And she's like, but mom, what is that going to do? Because when I get to the math portion, I'm still going to feel like I don't know what I'm necessarily doing. And I said, because if you start telling yourself, I'm really good at math, I'm really good at math. Then when you actually get to the math portion, In your mind, you have already prepared yourself to say, I'm really good at math. So when you get to those problems that maybe you don't know how to answer, you don't know what to do, you're not really super confident, you hear in your mind, but I'm really good at math. So what is that going to do? It's going to encourage you and it's going to get you to try. And you're going to be like, well, if I'm really good at math, I can try to apply what I know to this problem and give it my best shot. Okay. A friendly reminder that my book is now available on Kindle and paperback over on Amazon. So if you haven't gotten it yet, or you have, and you'd like to get more, head over to Amazon and search for, I've got you girlfriend, why getting organized and living this mom life is not a solo mission. You can also find a direct link over on my website at everythingwithstyle.com. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. Let's fast forward to my second tip of the day, which is to keep it simple. All right, first we've got stay positive. You're going to be doing that positive self-talk. You're not only going to be saying these things in your head, you're going to say them out loud when you're talking to other people, when you're talking to your kids. So if you are trying to figure out a way to love organizing and get excited about organizing when that might not be your favorite thing, stay positive, have that positive self-talk. And next, I want you to keep it simple. There's no reason that you have to feel like you have to get things completely organized and whatever system you attempt to try has to work perfectly the first time. That's not necessary. So one of the things that I talked about on episode 98 is the 1% rule. So if you are getting ready to tackle something that maybe you're not super excited about, I want you to remember what I talked about on episode 98 of the 1% rule. And that is, what is something that I can do to get 1% 
better. So I could see 1% of improvement. So if you're talking about getting organized today, I want to remind you, you can go back to that episode. It'll tell you a little bit more about it. But basically what you're going to do is not think about the whole entire huge picture. You're going to figure out what is one simple step that can get you closer to that goal of getting organized. When you're talking about something that's 1%, that doesn't feel super stressful and overwhelming. And that's something that you don't even want to start. You're like 1%, that's not terrible. So I often use the example of mail because mail constantly is coming in. So if you have an overwhelming mail pile, that's making you a crazy person. And maybe you just got it tackled a couple of weeks ago. And it seems like you've got this big old mail pile again, go open one letter just one letter, process that. What do you need to do with it? Do you need to rip it up, shred it? You can do that with your hands, by the way. You don't have to have a shredder. Throw it in the garbage, throw it in the recycle. Do you need to process it by paying a bill? Do you need to put it in a space where you're like, oh, this is something that I'm going to do when, you know, if you have to like call the insurance or call somebody about whatever the contents of this letter is, Maybe then you want to put it in a place, in a container, in a basket, something that you've got put in place there. So, you know, this is something that I need to do, perhaps when business hours open back up, if you've opened that letter and it's not business hours. If you've opened that letter and it is, now's the time to get it done. Pick up the phone, get online, do whatever you need to do and process that and then shred it and get rid of it. And that is just going to make you feel like, hey, I accomplished something in that stack. It wasn't so terribly overwhelming, and it might even encourage you to go ahead and do a little bit more. So the other thing in keeping it simple that I always like to talk about is exactly what we're talking about here today. Don't allow your to-do list or the things on your agenda to get so overwhelming because oftentimes we won't even start. Instead, think of three things that could help you move that ball forward without the stress and overwhelm. So if you're feeling like, all right, I got the 1% thing, I think I could do even more. This is where you want to figure out what your three E's are. So go back and listen to episode one, the three E's philosophy. If you're not familiar with that, quickly, I'll tell you, you pick your essentials, enhancements, and extras to get the ball rolling, to power through that organization project, if that's what it is, and you don't feel the stress and overwhelm when we're talking about three simple steps. Once you've done those three, pick out three more steps. And my final thing today is going to be ask for help. So this is the third tip I'm going to say. If it feels like you've tried some of those other things and they're still not quite enough, call in backup. There's no shame in that absolutely ask for help. People want to be helpful. When you share with them that you're struggling with something and you feel like they might hold the key, (laughs) they might be the person who could help you. Well, that feels really good to them to be acknowledged in that way. Additionally, call an expert, hire someone if you need to. If you don't have someone in your immediate group, you're not married to someone who could help with this particular thing, your kids are maybe at an age where they can't help you, your besties love you, but they're not really totally sure how to help you with this particular thing, go look it up, find out who's somebody local to me, or perhaps find something online That would help you absolutely do that. If that's something that makes the most sense for you, because sometimes we don't have people in our 
crew in our group that we're surrounding ourselves by who they're maybe wonderful, but they just, they don't know how to help us with that particular thing. So it's okay to step outside of your circle, step outside of your amazing tribe and hire help. Ask someone, a professional who does know what to do in that area to move the ball forward. So if asking for help is tricky for you, go back and listen to my episode 60, ask for help. And that will give you a little bit more advice about how to handle that. So do you remember I was telling you that when I was saying my daughter had this issue with soccer and feeling like, you know, she just was frustrated. And I talked to her about having that positive self-talk. Well, I do want to say that at the end of her soccer season, she actually was awarded by her coach an award that was most willing. And it was because after we talked, she started having more of a positive self-talk. She started saying things to me like, I did have a good game today. I did, you know, I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to, but I do feel like I got to play more. I feel like I'm getting better at it. You know, it was like everything shifted once she started saying, I'm great at soccer. I'm good at soccer. I I can do this. I can play longer. You know, she really just started saying that stuff above and beyond what I had even suggested. I kept encouraging her to do that as well. So, you know, sometimes you have to remind yourself to say those things. But the coolest part is that at the very end of soccer, when her coach awarded her most willing, she said in front of her entire team, the reason that Isabel is getting this award is because she actually came up to me and said to me, coach, what can I do to get better? What is it that you want me to work on outside of our practices so that when it's time for the game, I can come in and you can allow me to play a little bit longer and hopefully play better? Well, I was so excited to hear that her coach not only had that conversation with her, but then publicly acknowledged that. And she did, in fact, get more playing time. She played almost the entire game for all the other games that we had after that positive self-talk had started to happen, after she had gone and talked to her teacher about that. So she, in fact, did exactly what I'm saying for that third step, which is to ask for help. And I'm so grateful that she did that because it turned out so well. And that very exciting moment happened because she really followed through. So if you are looking to get more organized and loving organization is maybe not your favorite thing, I want to remind you those three simple steps. Again, your essential thing I want you to think about is stay positive. Make sure you're saying those positive things out loud and it will automatically get better. It's crazy what we can put out into the universe. And then it comes back to actually work for us. Number two, your enhancement to that, keep it simple. If you are getting ready to organize and you are feeling overwhelmed, go back to the 1% rule. Do something simple in that respect or do the three E's. What are the three simple steps that are going to help you move the ball forward, which are not going to make you feel overwhelmed. And then after you've accomplished those, do three more. And finally, your extra This is asking for help. If that's something that you need to do, don't feel any shame or feel like you can't do it on your own. That's okay. There's plenty of stuff that we can't do on our own. And there is no shame in that. Ask for help. People love to feel needed and hire an expert if that's what you need to do. Hopefully these things were helpful for you. And hopefully this is going to help you love organizing even more. And by the way, if you need a little extra help, 
do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can go to everythingwithstyle.com. There's a contact page there and you can pop an email in, send it right on over to me and I will respond because we are in this together. It is not a solo mission. I've got you, girlfriend. Thank you so much for listening today and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.